Sons and daughters Bought with blood and washed in water Sing the praises of the Spirit, Son and Father Our God will finish what He started Yes, our God will finish what He started Oh, this is my testimony From death to life Cause grace rewrote my story I'm justified By Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified This is my testimony This is my testimony Oh yeah Lift a shout of praise Let's give our testimony this morning Come on now if I'm not dead, you're not done. Creative things are still to come. Oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Creative things are still to come. Oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, you're not done. You're not done. You're not. Creative things are still to come. Oh, I believe. I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe. This is my testimony from death to life. Come on. Cause grace rewrote my story. I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony, oh, I'm alive. This is my testimony, from death to life. Cause grace rewrote my story, I'm testified. By Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony, this is my testimony. testimony amen we continue to give him our testimony 
sing that together this morning? Or we're going to repeat that one more time. Come on. I won't be shaken. Every voice.
this place. Looking back, Lord, at how faithful you have been, Lord. Looking back at what you have done in our lives, Lord. And we say, Lord, after all you've done, Lord, how do I, why would I ever want to take anything back from you, Lord? Have it all. Have it all, Lord. Come on. Let's lift up our voices this morning and say, There is no greater call. Come on. Then giving you my all, I lay it all down. I lay it all down. There is no greater love, no higher name above. I lay it all. Come on, sing it. Oh, that's right. We proclaim it. just thank you as 
we stand in awe, Lord, of your presence this morning. As we say, Lord, you can have it all. Have us all this moment, Lord, as we come together here at New Beginnings, Lord, just to give you worship and praise, Lord. It's not just a Sunday morning, Lord, where we just come to church service because, hey, this is what we do on Sundays, Lord, but it's a time to be with you, Lord, our family here at New Beginnings. Thank you for this time of worship, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the ability, Lord, to exhale, Lord, the problems that we have, Lord. All these issues, Lord, that we have, Lord, it's just this place that we come into this place, Lord, to say, Lord, all the joy I found in surrendering my crown, Lord, at the feet of the King. That's what we want to do today, Lord. Surrender that to you, Lord, this morning. So, Lord, we do that this morning gladly toward to the King of kings, to the Lord of lords, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this time of worship, Lord. Allow, Lord, to exhale, Lord, the breath of life that you have given us, Jesus. In Christ's name, we thank you, Lord. Prepare our hearts, Lord, for today's message. Lord, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Church, will you welcome one another this morning? Amen. Welcome one another. Good morning, church. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> How are y'all doing? Still waking up? Yeah. There's, woo, yeah. How amazing was that worship? I absolutely am in love with that new song that we just played about God. Just there is no one greater. There's no one stronger than our God. Amen. Amen. Well, we are so happy that you are all here this very early morning at approximately 920. So before we move into our message for today, Pastor Cindy and I Hi. are going to... Sh- Hi. <laughs> yes. My name is Lena, and this is... Cindy. Pastor, Pastor Cindy. Cindy. Yes. <laughs> in case y'all haven't seen her before, she's a she's the wife of our great Pastor Richard. Um, so, welcome. <laughs> so, Thank you. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead. We're going to share just a few announcements with you. Our first one is camp, camp, camp. Parents, if you still owe money or have a balance on camp registration for your kids, it is going to be need to be completed this Tuesday. So please, please, please be on top of that. Um, we will be available out in the mall to complete your registration and be, so that we can be able to take your child to camp this year. It'll be super fun. I'm really looking forward to it. So parents, please, we encourage you, and we want to help you out to the best that we can. Okay, our next announcement. Let me hear the ladies in the house. Say, praise God, ladies. Praise God. Okay, I heard I heard somebody with a really low voice. <laughs> I want to hear the ladies. Ready? Praise God. Praise God. All right. Well, guess what's happening? I praise the Lord because up on June the 4th, we are going to be having sisterhood again. And we are having a blast with that. It's a potluck brunch. Uh, potluck brunch. We had nearly 100 women last Sunday. Uh, wow. Last time. 
it was great. It's growing, 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 meeting brand new women that are coming to the church and making friendships. It's just been a wonderful, wonderful time in the Lord. So it's really cool. Lena, I need to see you over there. (laughs) But also, this is something different. Men's breakfast usually meets here. Okay, but this next men's breakfast that's going to happen in June on the 11th is going to be at Teen Challenge. All that information is on the website, nbcabq.com forward slash events. So if you go to our website and you look up events, you'll get most of these announcements in there, okay? But so it's going to be different, so I wanted to just put a bug in all the men's ears. Okay, let me hear the men praise God. All right, very good. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. And then church, we are so excited. Jay is just so jam-packed. We have so many things going on. Our first one is going to be our new believers class, which is going to be at 11 a.m., so right at the beginning of second service. It's going to be over in conference room 106. I like to call it the fishbowl because of all the windows. Um, And so if you are new to your faith and you want to get to know who this Jesus guy is, why why we worship him why we why we ha- have relationship with him this is the perfect class for you to attend it's going to be again at 11 a.m. in room 106 right over there yeah and you're that welcome way. to take your donut and coffee with you yes <laughs> we like the food yeah. that's good too <laughs> Um, and then right after second service, we're going to be having our baptism service. So church, if you haven't been baptized yet and you are a new believer, or if you're wanting to read, uh, designate, re dedicate, thank you. It's, it's a destination thing. As yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're wanting to rededicate your life to Christ, today is the perfect day to do so. Or if you want to just be one of those witnesses of people who are giving that public testimony that they believe that Christ died and rose three days later for them, please, please, please come be a witness to that. This is such a beautiful event, and it's such a pivotal moment in everybody's walk with God. So, again, after second service, it's going to be right out here in the mall. Please come. We encourage you. And then, right after that, hold you, today is jam-packed. We're going to be having our Meet the Pastors uh, meeting, greeting. 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 It's a meet and greet, chat and and chew kind of time. (laughs) Yes. Our Meet the Pastors meet and greet right out in the fishbowl in room 106, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be directly after baptisms. Pastor Cindy, can you tell us a little bit about that event? Yes, I'm excited about it because we revived it from when we were at our older location. And Sister Mary Ellen Gonzalez and her team prepared some really nice refreshments for newcomers to our church that have absolutely no idea about our church, what we do, what we dedicate ourselves to do, to the vision of reaching up, reaching in, and reaching out. So if you'd like to know any more information or meet and greet, chat and chew with the pastors, we'd like to invite you, and it's right after baptism today. Also, I keep looking over here. I see Sister Sonia. Who, who's our fashionista here at church? <laughs> I'd love to see yes. everything that you have. <laughs> but uh, Pastor Sonia will be sponsoring, at uh, under his construction, a fashion show coming up, too, awesome. in June. So you'll be hearing more about that. However, it is also on our website. We have a, uh, an ad there, you know, just to promote this event. It's going to be a lot of fun. It has a Barbie doll theme, so I'm pretty interested. I used to love Barbie dolls when I was a kid, so... 
These are living Barbie dolls. I mean. Wow. <laughs> but we fun. cannot wait. That's coming up on June the 18th. So I think awesome. we're about just about done except yes. for. Yes. Um, of course, church, we would not be able to do any of these events and be able to serve you without your faithful tithes and offerings. So if you'd like to give, we have our tithing boxes right in the back near the doors. And then we also have the information up here on the screen. You can give online at NBCABQ.com or through our text to give. So that is all that we have for you this morning. Can we just give a big, warm welcome to Pastor Richard as he comes to give us a beautiful message? Well, I don't know if any of you have noticed, but uh, this is a an election year. And uh, you've probably seen a lot of ads and stuff on the television. But uh, I just want you to know that um, it's a very important election year. Because in the state of New Mexico, we're electing our governor. Uh, we're electing Congress. We're electing a lot of other officials. And there's a person in our congregation who serves on our church board has been a strong, strong leader in our community, has been a voice to the voiceless and a leader for those that are distraught and broken, and that's Ethel Mahart. Ethel is the executive director of, New Me- of uh, Right to Life Committee of New Mexico, and uh, she's done a lot of other things. Would you welcome her here this morning? <laughs> Ms. Ethel. It's a tremendous joy to have you here with me. Thank you. Um, Ethel, you entered the race to be governor of our state. I did. Um, You come to us with a lot of um, experience and background education that some people have no clue about. So where did you grow up? I grew up, I was born and raised in Cuba, New Mexico, up north. And, And your family has a great heritage there. Yes, my mother's uh, side of the family has been here since the conquest of Coronado. So we have a lot of really, really deep roots here in New Mexico. Wow. And what kind of political roots does your family have? My, my grandfather came from Germany. He's an immigrant, a uh, German Jew, and he came here legally. So he got to serve uh, as a county, uh, uh, as a state senator for, for a term, and he was a notary for the, for the county. My, my dad also was the mayor of the village of Cuba, and he died while in office. He served a couple terms. I have two brothers that are uh, judges. Right now, my mom, after my dad passed away, she became a city councilor, and a sister that ran wasn't the councilor, but she ran. So, and, and then I was again. I'm the three-term mayor of the village of Cuba. So I've I've had a lot of experience, and I never con- considered it politics. I just thought that's what you do. You just serve your community. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, there in Cuba, um, I know it's a smaller town. Mm-hmm. But people think, like, well, what kind of experience did you bring at the state level? But you did a lot of amazing things that you worked from the White House all the way down to the Roundhouse. Yes, I did. I, uh, while I was mayor, I, I served, uh, we, we, we had a national event that we promoted the, um, the state, actually. And I had to coordinate with Washington, D.C. for that program. So I have experience coordinating with Washington, D.C., state to state, with Texas. Uh, for our water issues, so I've, I've worked with the federal levels, across state levels, also our own state, because I needed to get things for our community, millions of dollars that we needed for our infrastructure there, 
and of course uh, county commissioners we needed to go to them to help us with uh, the things that they do for roads and improvements like that so I have experience all the way from Washington all the way to the local level uh, in government and 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 very honestly, none of the other candidates have that kind of experience. No, they don't. This is what you call executive branch experience, and uh, that is what the governor's role is. It's the executive branch. You have legislative, uh, judicial, and you have executive. So the executive branch is what the governor's role would be is, is in that area. Okay. So I, have, I am the only one that has that type of experience. Now, our state has a lot of violence. It does. And uh, unfortunately, right here in Albuquerque mm -hmm. is the highest level of it. Yes. What are some of the things as governor that you would introduce to try to curtail the violence in our state? Well, unfortunately, a lot of the violence is, is tied to the border, the border being open. We have uh, illegal immigrant immigration happening all the time here. It's bringing a criminal element here. It's also bringing drugs, fentanyl. It's the number one killer of people from the ages of 18 to 45 right now. We have that. We need to have people in place. We, we just had three new city councilors that would be conservative. We need to have, uh, we need to quit allowing the nonsense that is going on right now. We do not allow, our poli poor police officers are being policed. Mm -hmm. they, we need to have a qualified immunity for our police officers. We need to add more police officers to the streets. Because it is those that are doing traffic control that bust, really. They, they, cry. they really curtail a lot of the crime. So we need to have more police officers on the beat because there aren't enough. And we need to give them all that they need to, to do their job. They need to be trained, and they, and they need to be uplifted. Yeah. The, you know, we have so few officers right now, they cannot cover. I, I've been told the statistics, and sometimes you have one officer per quadrant of the city. It's just not fair to them. And it's not fair to us because we are not being taken care of as a community. And we need to stop the entire um, influx of being a sanctuary city for everything like the homeless population, which brings another element, and that's a whole other topic. But we need to, to curtail everything that, that brings crime here. And so we need we, – we just have to do that. And the crime issue affects our economy. Now, with Uvalde – in our minds. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had school violence here. We've had we school have. shootings here. We've had young 13-year-old kid shot and killed mm -hmm. last year. We had a 16-year-old kid uh, shot and killed uh, right in front of West Mesa High School. And we could go on and on with guns that were just found in uh, the two Rio Rancho High Schools. And, and what would you do to try to uh, change the education, uh, at just even upgrade our education? but also to protect our teachers, our staff, and our children. Well, we need to go back, frankly, to uh, educating our kids in reading, writing, arithmetic, true history of our country, the Constitution. I brought a Constitution. Most of the people in our nation do not even know the Constitution. Those who come over and become legal immigrants know more about this country than we do, which is a travesty. So we need to be able to, to, to educate our kids in the way that they need to be educated we need to have the parents be protected because now they're being called terrorists that they go over there and try to intervene on behalf of their children. As far as the crime with the kids, you know what? This is all, Pastor, this is all symptoms. You know that we've talked about that. These are symptoms of a greater problem. And so one, last night it was a gentleman said, we need to have one point of entry, one point of exit, so that 
there aren't several entrances where one person can go in and kill our children, right? We need to be on the watch as we need to have more community policing. This is not something now they're all saying, oh, get rid of the guns. You know, that's a Second Amendment right that we have protected for us, and that Second Amendment right is there to protect us from taking away our right to free speech, which is right here, right now, yeah. all right, So and shutting down. So that's in place. We're not, you know, that we need to protect the right to bear arms. So it, the answer is not getting rid of the guns. The answer is educating people. And the last thing that I like to say is that in 1962, prayer was taken out of school. Since that instance right there, there has been a 700% increase in crime in all of our nation. In schools, most of the crimes that are being committed are by young people. So there is a correlation between prayer and children in school. And I, I want to bring that back, and we can. I know it's being done in other states. Amen. So we need to bring back prayer. Amen. Yeah. Nine days away, we'll hear it's a primary. So, Father, I just pray uh, strength over Ethel. She's been going from corner to corner of this state and travels every part in between. I pray favor, and I pray that, Lord, Christians and people would just get out and vote. Uh, Lord, there's a lot of Christians that haven't even registered, and, and Lord, a humongous percentage that don't even vote. I pray to get out and make a difference in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. We love you, my sister. God bless you. We just say thank the Lord for what's going on. And uh, hey, I, our custodian uh, had a hip replacement. And in that process, I, I really want to thank, under his construction, and Frontline Resurrection Ministries, they've been filling in the gap there, and you guys are amazing. Thank you all very much for doing that for us. Uh, we really appreciate that. And, uh, and I, there's a, a, a gentleman in our church that's been gravely ill. We've been keeping tabs on him. He was a, a volunteer in our food distribution, and uh, he had a stroke, and he's on recovery. And uh, Sal, I just want to say I love you. Salva Chicha, we were thinking of you. God bless you. And uh, he's down in Roswell right now with his nephew. His nephew's taking care of him. But uh, we thank God for that. Look, I've been doing this sermon series called Healthy Boundaries. And we've been trying to learn about staying within our lane and staying within the boundaries of our life. And boundaries free us. They don't limit us. And... Uh, it's amazing how when you live outside of your boundaries, how you're, you're just burnt out, you're exhausted, you run out of gas, and, and you just have a lot of problems. And there's a, a correlation between running out of gas and, and our everyday life. And I was thinking about this because, um, how, okay, how many of you, the minute it gets to a quarter of a, t- I, I mean, you're down a quarter of a tank. You still have three quarters of a tank left. But it gets down to a quarter of the tank, you already fill up. Anybody? Okay, there's a handful of you. Make me sick. You know, no, 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 no. You're awesome. You're awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. How many of you, when you get half a tank, you go and fill up? Okay. Any of you? Okay, a handful of you. You guys are ridiculous. Okay. How many of you, when you get to a quarter tank, you fill up? Okay. Okay. That's the biggest part of us. Okay. How many of you have actually run out of gas before? 
okay? I have, okay? A lot of you. It's like, what's wrong with us, okay? There's there's a lot of reasons we run out of gas. And I was thinking about this. I, I said, one, because you're not even starting off with a full tank. You don't have a full tank of gas. You're not charged up. You're not filled up. You're not totally filled. And 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 we start off with a with a with a, a, a half a tank or whatever. And 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 you don't even realize where you are. And that's how we are in our lives. Also, by being too busy to pause and refuel, you're going, 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 and you don't even stop enough to refuel. You don't even stop enough to say, "Hey, let's let's you know refuel." We and and a lot of times our bodies finally give out because. Because we have not taken the time to refuel our own lives. Another is we've got a, we're just unaware of hidden leaks that are draining the gas tank. Hidden leaks. I have a an old uh, suburban. It's a three door seventy two suburban, and uh, they're they're going to be fixing the gas tank because if I fill it up, it leaks and it leaks and it leaks, and I'm like, man. This is ridiculous. I barely, I filled it and I'm already down to half a tank and I finally found out I had a leak. It's like, you know what? We have relationships in our life that are draining you. You have some relationships that you should, you should just break off because those friends are not good for you. They're draining you of, of energy, of focus, of, of, of depleting you. And that some of you, your responsibilities, you have taken on so much, your responsibilities are draining you. And you're just, man, you're unaware of these things. Some of you are aware of it. but it, And then another reason we run out of gas is we, we're just ignoring the owner's manual. Some of you have the owner's manual in your car and you've never read it a day in your life. We have an owner's manual. It's called the Bible. And the Bible has given us a direction. And he says in there, one of the Ten Commandments, this is how important it is. He says, take a day of Sabbath. Not not take a day off because most of us on our day off, what do we do? We do all the honey-do lists that, that our honey has given us. And, 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 and that's not even, he says, I want you to replenish your spirit. I want you to replenish yourself in the word and revive yourself and to read the word and, and worship corporately and worship privately. But to really be, we're just ignoring the owner's manual. Another reason we run out of gas, we're always in a hurry. And you know, the faster you go, the more gas you run. Those people that are next to you, look the other day, I, I have a, 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 what do I have? I have a Yukon um, Denali, okay? And, um, and and it sounds pretty cool. You know, my grandson thinks it's, he goes, Grandpa, start the Denali. Oh, rev it up, Grandpa, listen to that. And and so the other day we're at the light, and my wife's driving, okay? And I'm in the passenger seat, and this really hot-looking Mustang pulls up right next to us. And we're driving down the road, and it pulls right next to us, and it's revving up the engine, I go, orale, babe, he wants to race you, man. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, do you understand by pushing down that pedal how much gas it sucks out of you? Some of us, we're going so fast, so fast, so fast, we're running out of gas. Some of us, another reason is, be, is just being distracted, not watching our gauges, not staying focused. Man, it's like, I, I thank God they now have alarms that say, hey, you know, first you have that little light that turns on. Boom, you're low on gas. 
And on my car, it goes to step two. It starts dinging, ding, ding. I'm like, me, that dings on time, ding. And then I have a screen on my car, so all of a sudden it comes up and it says, you are very low on gas, and these are the closest gas stations to you. It's like, what else do you need? Finally, it yells out and says, Tonto, I told you to pull over, and now you're out of gas. It's like, man. We likewise ignore our gauges. We don't get the sleep we need. Some of us, when, when we're maxed out, we start gaining weight. Some of us, we get irritable. And, and, and if any of those things are happening, you need to pay attention because you need to slow down. And then some of us are just plain overloaded. We're carrying more than we were designed to carry. We're lying to ourselves. What do people like that always say? I can handle it. I can handle it. I can handle it. And then you're finally flat on your back in the hospital bed. And the Bible says in Psalm 23, he layeth me down in green pastures. You have to be laid up on your back to look up to the Lord. <laughs> it's like, we got to get with it. In other words, another reason we run out of gas is pressure to do it right now. Gotta get out, gotta go, 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 right, right out, right. And, and, and we're just wasting that gas because we put it off and procrastinated. And, and another reason we run out of gas is pride. Thinking that the limits of our tank don't re- apply to me. I know I get 18 miles to the gallon and I only have a gallon left, but I can still make it to Santa Fe. <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen. Another reason, no boundaries. Not allowing time to fill up. Just not allowing time. Or you ignore, ignore the gas station when it's there. My kids never let me forget this because I was always running to the last drop. And then sometimes I'd be on the freeway, oh my gosh, I need gas. And the car's going, Ugh. And it's only, oh no, I'm running out of gas. And I'd pull off the freeway and, and I'll never forget, I'd coast right into a gas. Sometimes it'd run out of gas, but I coasted right into the gas station. And they go, oh, man, it's just because God loves you, Dad. <laughs> so one day I'm running out of gas and I'm like, oh, I need gas. And, and Ricky goes, there's a gas station down at that corner. And I go, e, but you know what? At the next block, there's a free car wash if you fill up. So guess what? I ran out of gas halfway between. Oh, man, just for a free car wash. Oh, my gosh. See, we make dumb decisions, and we're exhausting ourselves because we don't heed the signs. So I'm going to try to help us to learn how to avoid running out of gas. Look at Matthew chapter 11. In verse 28 through 30, it's a passage we've heard before, but I think we ignore. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary, you're exhausted, you're tired, and carrying burdens, you're overloaded, you're way down, overloaded, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Learn from me. Let me teach you. Because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden 
uh, to bear, and my burdens that I give are light. So God guide us. First thing I want to say, if you really want to learn how to how to quit running out of gas in your life, is get fed up with how you've been living. Get fed up with it. Say, that's it, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm not going to do this anymore. Get fed up, because getting fed up is either going to give you a breakthrough, or you know what, you're going to have a breakdown. And you know what, it's like the old saying, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. And that's why you're so exhausted. Because you don't make the changes that simple and you can make a change and get all that headache out of your life, but you choose to just keep going. Oh, it'll, it's okay. No, it's not okay. When are you going to get fed up enough to make a change? Until you're tired enough of being tired. Aren't you sick of being sick? Aren't you tired of being tired? He says, come to me, all of you who are exhausted, all of you who are tired, all of you who are weary, all of you who don't want to carry this anymore. Come to me. Come to me. You who are weary, you who can't take this anymore. Aren't you fed up with it? Decide that you're going to live a new way. Decide that you're going to change. Decide you're not going to deal with this anymore. You're not going to deal with the pain. You're not going to deal with the drama. You're not going to deal with the bad decisions because you're exhausted. That's it. I'm going to make the change. So get set up enough to do something. Second thing you need to do is come to Jesus. He says, come to me. Right there. Verse 28. Come to me, come to me, come to me, come to Jesus, and I will give you rest. Jesus is the only one that can give you rest for your soul. Drugs can't do it, alcohol can't do it, sex and gambling and overeating and all the other stuff that we get into will not do it. Oh, it might give you a moment of pleasure, but it gives you a lifetime of disaster. And you've got to understand, he's saying, come to me. Bring Jesus your everything. Give him your everything. He'll give you rest. He's not saying come to a plan, come to a program, come to a pill, come to a person. His name is Jesus. He'll give you that emotional rest you need. He'll give you the recharge that only he can give. He'll give you the new way of thinking, a new way of processing, because you finally got fed up with all the nonsense in your life and around your life. Some of those decisions aren't easy, but you have to do them. You have to make them. Some of you don't see some of your family members, not because you have a problem, you're fighting, but because their lifestyle is so crazy, you're saying, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. I love your family. But you know what? I can't expose my children to that. So I'm sorry, I can't go to your parties. I can't hang out with you like that because you guys live a completely different lifestyle than I do. And you have to make hard decisions. They're not easy. But he says, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Oh, you're into this Jesus now. I was talking to somebody yesterday that they were saying, before they were all messed up, and now the family goes, oh, now you're all messed up with Jesus. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. 
Oh, now you became a holy roller. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let's go to church. You invite us to church, church, church. Oh, my gosh. Yet his life is radically changed. He's no longer an alcoholic, and he's no longer a drug addict, but they go, oh, you're all into this Jesus. Yeah, he's into Jesus, and Jesus is into him, and he transformed his life because he came to Christ. When are you going to finally give it up and come to him? When are you going to finally give it up and quit trying to handle it on your own? In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29 and, and, and following, he says, he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Now look what he said. Look at the very next verse. Even youths will become weak and tired. So even young people get tired. He said even young people. And young men will be fall, it will fall in exhaustion because even young people are trying to do things completely on their own. But look at verse 31. But those who trust, those who wait, those who sit in the presence of God, those who wait on him and seek him and say, God, show me because I've come to Jesus. Show me how to do that. They will renew their strength and they will soar like high on on the wings of eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint because they will be empowered. God empowers you. He'll give you strength. He'll give you power to make that difference. And a lot of us say, oh, yeah, I know that, but we don't do it. I know Jesus can do that, but I haven't turned to him. What's wrong with us? What are we waiting for? Why do we not come to him? And, and then, not only do you need to get fed up with what your life's going like and come to Jesus, but then you've got to give him your control. Give him your control. Quit trying to control your life. Quit trying to call all the shots. Quit trying to say, I'll do it my way. I'll do it my way. I'll do it my way. Man, we just sang that song to give it up to, over to him. You could have it all, Lord. That's what we just sang. Did we mean it or it's just a cool song? Ooh, I like that song. You could have it all, Lord, every part of my life. I'm a big liar because I'm not going to give it to you. I control myself because I do it every day. And I'm making up the words as I sing it to you today. Okay, I just made that up. But my point is, we do it our way. Way back in the dark ages, Frank Sinatra said, And I did it my way. Yeah, stupid. What's wrong with us? We have to be in control. Let's go back to Matthew 11, verse 29 now. Take my yoke upon you. He's saying, look, surrender your control. Take my yoke. Take my yoke. Let me teach you. Learn from me. But take my yoke. Now, we need to understand the purpose of a yoke. We're not talking about the yellow part of an egg here. Okay? No, really, I'm not yoking with you. I, okay, that was, I know, that was really stupid. It was, that was bad. You got there, oh, man. Okay, no, but I'm not talking about the yoke of, of an egg. I'm talking about what bound 
two animals together. The, 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 back then, they used to have this big wooden yoke, called yoke, and they put them together. They put two, four, six, eight, as many as they wanted, and you, you just had more and more horsepower or animal power. And, and being yoked, it doesn't bind you, it helps you. You see, he carries the load. He says, be yoked to me. In other words, give me control. Give me control. Look at, look at verse 30. He says, for my yoke is easy to bear. My yoke is easy. My yoke is easy. And the burden that I give is light. Saying, well, you give a burden? No, that doesn't mean I'm already messed up. I'm already overloaded. I don't need another burden. He's saying, no, don't you understand? When you're yoked to me, I carry the burden. I carry the load. I've shared with you my little story before about this, but I have a little five-year-old granddaughter, and sometimes I'm going to go throw the trash. And she goes, Grandpa, can I help you? I go, of course, baby. And I'll take the bag out of the can and, you know, tie it up. And I go, here, get it. And she's like, holy cow, this is heavy. So what I'll do, look here, get, you, you got to hold it from the little the tie, you know, and she gets it. But I hold it, and I'm the one carrying all the weight. And I'm carrying it, and she's holding the little tie thinking, look, I got it. I, you don't have anything, Mika. I, I'm doing it all. See, we're yoked together at that moment. Her burden is light. She's carrying it with me, but I'm the one carrying all the load. I'm the one doing all the work. And Jesus is saying, if you're yoked to me, guess what? Man, the burden is light. My yoke, it's easy. You see, when we're yoked together with Jesus, everything becomes lighter. Look what it says in Psalm 55, verse 22. In 55, 22, it says, give your burdens to the Lord. Give all your stress, all the load, give it all to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to sin and fall. He's got you covered. You got to give him your everything. You see, when we're yoked together with Jesus, guess what? We're going in the same direction. We're going at the same pace. We can't hurry. Hurry up, Jesus. He goes, hey. You know, in the scripture, you never see Jesus running. You don't ever see him going, oh, my God, we got to go. Hurry up. He was always doing his father's business. He was right on time in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 25. It says, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading. Follow his leading in every part of our lives. In Romans 3.28, it says, we are made right with God through faith. You see, it's by trusting. It's by trusting. It's by putting our trust in him and not by obeying the law. Let Jesus set the pace. Let him be the pacemaker. I was talking to someone from our church this week and, and his heart had been going all over the place and they put a, peacemaker on it it's setting the pace for his heart to run at the right pace and flow with the right flow and he goes man pastor it's it's really awesome it's working amazing i go so did they do little surgery and put it right under your skin he goes no i got it on the outside i go wow that's a new one on me 
But he goes, it's a pacemaker. And I said, man, he said, and then he says, sometimes I think everyone needs a pacemaker. And I go, amen, brother, we do. His name's Jesus. You see, we've got to get yoked with him. See, all of us are yoked to something or someone. We're yoked to someone or something. We're running in different directions with people we're yoked with or things we're yoked with. And they call us over here, we go over there. And they call us over there, we go over there. And Jesus, he guides you where he wants you to go. So give up your yoke with other things and yoke yourself to the Lord. Amen? I bring you the next thing. Learn to trust. Learn to trust. We are not a trusting people. Especially when people burn you, you don't trust anymore. In Matthew eleven twenty nine, he says, take my yoke upon you, learn from me. Let me teach you. Let me teach you. Learn because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. Now hear that. He's saying, I really want you to understand what I have for you and how you could get there. So look, you've got to learn from me because we, we can learn new things and we can unlearn things we need to quit doing. And see, he says, I'm gentle and humble. What does that have to do with anything? Let me tell you what it has to do with anything because we tend to be a very aggressive person, aggressive people. We have aggression in our life. We don't want to wait. We want everything. Go, 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 go. We don't want to wait. We don't want to pause. We don't want to consider. We just jump to conclusions, and we're jump, 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 go, go, go. And, and he says, I'm gentle. I'm not aggressive. I'm gentle. And he says, I'm humble. Because you know what? We're arrogant people. We're prideful people, arrogant. We try to control everything. We try to control our lives and we try to control our wife or our husband or our son or daughter, father, mother, brother, sister, parents. We try to control people. And let me tell you something, you can't control it. We can't even control ourselves. He says, get self-control and we're all, all, all over the place. We've got to understand that. He says, I'm gentle and humble. I'm going to guide you and help you. Proverbs 20, 24 says, the Lord directs our steps so why try to understand everything along the path why do you have to constantly why 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 are we doing that why when are you going to learn to trust when are you going to learn to get out of your thinking and start changing and radically turn it over to the lord psalm 142 verse 3 says when i am overwhelmed any of you overwhelmed when i am overwhelmed you alone know the way i should turn Whenever, man, whenever, wherever I go, my enemies have set traps for me. Some of you are ready to give up right now. You're overwhelmed. I'm uh, just forget it. Just, just forget it. Forget it. The whole world stinks. It reminds me of the grandfather that fell asleep and he was snoring, and his grandchildren go, "Hey, let's go get some liverwurst cheese. That's that really stinking, stinking cheese." And they put it on his mustache while he was asleep. And he woke up, he goes, oh, the house stinks. 
And he went to the backyard and sat on the porch. Oh, the backyard stinks. And he went to the front porch. Oh, the whole front porch stinks. The whole world stinks. No, it was your nose, buddy. You had liverwurst cheese right under your nose. Some of you are smelling the things that you've got, that you're carrying, and you think the whole world stinks, and you're ready to end it all. He says, when you are overwhelmed, you alone know the way that I should go, Lord. The Lord never says, kill yourself, end it all, walk away, get the board, do this, do that. No. He says, give it over to me. When you're overwhelmed, the next thing we need to do, not just learn to trust, but start every day by filling your tank. Every day, get into the word. Every day, read a devotional. Every day, spend some time with God. Every day, in Psalm, I mean, in uh, Matthew 6, 6, it says, when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you. Pray to the Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. He's saying, spend some quiet time with me. Spend time with me when nothing else is distracting you. Spend time with me when nothing else is tearing you apart. Spend time with me when nothing else is confusing you. Because like the song that we just sang, he is stronger than anything. He's more faithful than anything. He's supernatural. Five dollars. <laughs> they were all like, wow, pastor's weird, man. But we just had fun. We got connected. We encouraged each other. We prayed with each other. We laughed with each other. Jessica sponsored it. The children's department sponsored it. They had chili dogs. Oh, they were so good. Man, we just had a fun time. We need to stay connected. This is the body of Christ. We can't do it on our own. You got to get connected. All of you watching at home, I know you've been concerned, but I really encourage you to get out and get plugged into the church again. Some of you that are watching at home, you're out at the isotopes, you're out at the United soccer games, but I don't want to be in large crowds. Oh, thank God they only have four people at the isotopes and six at the United. See how ridiculous it sounds? I'm saying we've got to stay connected. In the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of, the, of his return is drawing near. You know, have, have you ever had a fire? Have you ever, a lot of people just use the propane but, or butane, whatever it is. But, but, but the old-fashioned way, you have charcoal and you build a really good fire and they're glowing red, man. And you're like, yeah, this is perfect. If you ever get one of those coals and take it off and put it off to the side, it goes from cherry red to black again. I mean, rapidly. And if you get it and put it back in the fire, guess what? Bright cherry red again. And that's how some of you are, that, that we walk away from the fire of his presence. We walk away from the fellowship where we encourage each other and build each other up and strengthen each other and encourage each other and we lose our fire. And then we don't know what's wrong with us. But we never fellowship with anybody except ourselves. And me, myself, and I, we're pretty crazy sometimes, aren't we? We can think some crazy stuff. Have you ever had a bad dream? 
that your husband or wife was with somebody else? And you wake up all mad. It was a dream. It's not true. But you're all, our thinking, we, we get, that's why you get together and you go, wow, man, this is good stuff. We're together. We get recharged. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 23, it says, and the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. He fills us up. So God, I need a fill up. We're a filling station. Our old church is now a maverick where they put gas in cars. And some people laugh and they go, oh, golly, the church is a gas station. I go, we were a filling station. You came and we filled you up with the Spirit of God and you left. Oh, I'm full. I'm ready for another week. So it's a gas station. Big deal. A building's a building. When Jesus comes, this building's going to stay behind. Did you know that? Because you and I are the church. This is, happens to be a building. It's a sanctuary where we come in to gather, but we've got to get together. I'm hoping that you will be strong and healthy. I, I really pray that you and I, New Beginnings Church, be a very strong and healthy church living out the Word of God. That we not be a bunch of wimpy Christians. That in the midst of a storm, we have peace. And people freak out and they go, man, how do you have so much peace? Because I got Jesus, baby. I came to Jesus. Man, I came to Jesus. I finally got so fed up of the way I was living. And I came to Jesus. And I surrendered control. And I learned to trust. And I learned to just really fill my tank every day with the Lord. And guess what? Today, I am connected to a group of believers called New Beginnings Church. It's God's church. And I'm getting stronger and stronger. So I'm coming right back to the verse I started with. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Jesus said, come to me. Come to me. All of you who are exhausted. You're tired. You're weary. And you're carrying heavy burdens. And I'm going to give you rest. That word rest in the Greek is literally saying, I'll give you ease. It's not going to be hard. It's ease. I'm going to give you relief. I'm going to give you refreshment. I'm going to give you recreation. I'm going to give you rest. And some of you already have Jesus. Life's all messed up, but you're still not fed up. And some of us have already given our life to Jesus. But you know what? We hold out sometimes, and we're still doing it our way, and, and we are broken. We are hurting. We are falling apart. So today, as we all stand, if you want to come and say, God, I want to get reconnected to you. I want to get refocused. I want to get revived. I can't carry this burden anymore. Make your way up. Come and surrender it at the foot of the cross. Come and say, God, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to just surrender it completely to you. I'm going to say, God, you can have it all. You can have every single bit of it. Because, Lord, I don't want to carry it anymore. So if you want that and if you want prayer, please make your way up right now. 
But let's sing this as a as a song of surrender. Let's sing it as a prayer song. Would you sing along with us and just give it over to the Lord? Surrender everything to Him. I don't want to do it my way anymore, Lord. I'm so exhausted, Lord. Guide me, help me. Have it all, Sing it and say, you can have it all. Every part of my world. Take this, Lord. Take this life and breathe on. God, I can't do this anymore. This heart that is now yours. Make your way up. Receive God's peace and prayer. His strength. Hold the joy I found. Surrendering my crown. At the feet. Just because you didn't come to the altar, that doesn't mean you're not having that conversation with God right now. Some of you are rejecting Him, and others of you are embracing Him. I pray that today be the day that you are so fed up that you're saying, God, I'm going to give it all to you. I'm not going to carry this anymore. I'm going to come to Jesus. I'm going to give Him control. I'm going to trust And I'm going to start feeding myself with his word. And I'm going to get connected to his church, my congregation. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone at home, 
everyone watching online, and everyone in this sanctuary. That, Lord, you continue to just speak deep into our hearts and that, God, we would surrender completely over to you. Lord, let us find this overwhelming peace that you offer. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As you get ready to leave, I want to remind you, baptisms are at 12.15 as soon as we end second service. And then I want to invite you, if you've never taken time to meet all the pastors, I invite you out at 1230, because we're going to have a little get-together so you can get to know the pastors. At 3 o'clock, I'm leading a prayer vigil for the Uvalde families. So at 3 o'clock, I'm going to be at Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church, and that's there on Edith Boulevard off of Cesar Chavez, south of of Cesar Chavez. God bless you and go change Albuquerque. We love you, church. Oh, thank you.